This is Teen Talk, brought to you from St. James High School by St. James Team Up. Now to your host, Nick Bry. Hello everyone and welcome to Teen Talk, the podcast where teens talk about being teens. I'm your host, Nick Bry, and today I'm joined with senior Teresa Tobar and director at Sioux Trails, Tori Mueller. Would you guys like to introduce yourself? Teresa, you can start. Hey, um, my name is Teresa Tobar and I am a senior here at this school and yeah, exciting. <laughs> All right. Sure. So I'm Tori Mueller. I am a licensed professional clinical counselor, so an LPCC for those who want to know, <laughs> and also a treatment director at a local community mental health center. All right. So uh, thank you both for being on the show tonight. Um, we really appreciate it. We're kind of starting a more heavier topic. We're starting our mental health, which is going to tie into multiple episodes. It's not going to be one because mm-hmm. can't ta- you can't tackle mental health in just one episode. Um, so I want to start this episode off with a fun little activity. It's called Things. So the point of the game is I'm going to give you not like a scenario, but I'll read the first one. Things you should never do in school. So we're going to think of one or two things, and then we're going to say them, and then I'll move on to the next one. I have three. So the first one is things you should never do at school. And Tori, if you would like to start. Okay, okay. (laughs) So things you should never do at school. um, Maybe you shouldn't steal at school. I don't know. Maybe that's too old school. I don't know. All right, Teresa. Don't roam the halls. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Learn from personal Um, experience. The next one, things you should never do at a water park. Oh my. Okay, let's see. Things you, you want me to answer that. Yeah. Things you mm-hmm. should never do at a water park. You should never um, eat spicy food before you go to a water park. Absolutely. Uh, don't go if you can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> I think a really important one would be uh, don't pee in the pool. Uh, that's yes, a great answer. <laughs> yeah, that. And then the very last one I have is things you should never do at a restaurant. Oh. <gasps> Mm, a COVID-specific answer is you should never forget your mask if you want <laughs> to go out to eat. Don't ever chew with your mouth open. <laughs> chew with your mouth closed. Towards me. But you know what? I've been working on it. So, um, like I said, we are starting the mental health portion of the podcast, which um, is kind of going to get a little bit heavier. Um, but I guess let's roll right into it. So um, I looked up an article on cdc.gov, the mental health page that they have on there. And um, the portion of the article that I read said an online questionnaire survey was administered to 359 children and 3,254 adolescents aged 7 to 18 during the spread of COVID-19. Um, almost 25% of kids reported showing depressive symptoms. So with that, I want to ask, how has the pandemic affected your mental health? Tori, would you like to start? Sure, I can do that, yeah. So COVID is kind of tricky, especially for therapists, because right now uh, we're kind of burning the candle at both ends. So we've got to go through all of this with like no training mm-hmm. on pandemics and <laughs> social <laughs> unrest, like any of those things we were not trained on in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing that sort of in our personal lives with our families, with our friends, all of our loved ones, and then in session, sort of over and over and over sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it can be a lot. So I noticed kind of early on that I was getting pretty like short or a little more frustrated more easily. I was sad to see some of my projects kind of die a COVID death because I couldn't get them going with all the restrictions. (laughs) Not that that's anybody's fault. It happened. 
Um, but maybe those things, just feeling more sad, less focused, and definitely more irritable. Mm-hmm. I I can definitely agree about that. I myself have been a little bit more irritable, and I often find myself, like, before I go into school or, like, before I go to the grocery store, I often sit in my car and I'm like, do I really want to do this <laughs> or do I just want to go back home and turn out all the lights and just lay in bed with literally nothing so um i definitely think that the pandemic has a really big role to play in everybody's mental health nowadays right like can't you just order that on amazon Do you oh absolutely really have to go? absolutely yeah so Teresa, um how has the pandemic affected your mental health oh sunshine it definitely <laughs> has ruined it um i I am a very, I was a very social person, as everyone knows. If you know me, I was always out there being mm-hmm. the one kid that was always getting in trouble for talking in class, even <laughs> though I still the halls too. roaming the halls. But um, I, ca- I kind of am like that still. But with having to be quarantined two times and just having to stay home a lot, I have definitely, I feel like I have, I have social anxiety now, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I can't stand being around people. Like, not that I just can't stand them. I just, it's scary for me. Yeah. I'm not scared of COVID. Like, eh. mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> um, I'm just, I get nervous around a big yeah. group of people now. So yeah. having everyone back is going to be very different for me, definitely. Yeah. Because I'm so used to having our little group. Like, even just being in like our little A group that gave me so much social anxiety. Like, yeah. I can't be anywhere. I have. I'd rather be alone than be with people. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that when we finally make the switch back to fully in person, seeing the new faces that we don't always get to see will kind of enlighten us a little bit because um, today we had the announcing of the homecoming court and that was the first time our grade had actually kind of seen it in its entirety and every time somebody walked through the door we'd be like hey like i haven't seen you in forever yeah we had some people who were doing pseo show up and we we're like we haven't seen you guys in forever like what the heck where have you been so that was a really special yeah. treat and for i today. i didn't show up to that because i didn't want to be around people so <laughs> that really shows a lot hey, that but it's a valid excuse it's a yeah. valid excuse um so the next part of the article i read it's the same article it stated that um ADHD, anxiety disorders, and depression are the most common mental illnesses found in teens. Um, This was pre-pandemic, and I wish I could say post-pandemic, but we're working on it. Um, But um, mid-pandemic as well, um, those are the most common mental illnesses. So, Tori, why do you feel that these are the most common mental illnesses? I feel like that's a big question. It's a a very loaded question. (laughs) Um, I think it's helpful maybe just to acknowledge that... um, people are more aware of mental health issues and there's more access than really ever before. So I think that that, you know, sometimes people look at the numbers and they say like, well, we're more sick than ever, or are we more aware Mm -hmm. and can people get the help they need? Like that would be one. ADHD gets a bad, bad rap. So I want to talk about that specifically too. Um, Scientists have done, you know, great research on ADHD and taken some looks at like, what does the brain of a person who is diagnosed with ADHD look like? And what does a brain of somebody who isn't look like? And what they found is it's just actually different brain development. So it's not like people are deficient. Their brain just functions differently and parts Mm -hmm. mature more slowly. You know, like the parts for emotion regulation and impulse control, things you need in high Mm -hmm. school. Like those go real slow. Yeah. So that's less than helpful. 
Um, and also, like, school then for most of these folks is pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean they can't do other really awesome stuff. Like, yeah. there's a, a statistic out there <laughs> that says that, um, like, 33% of all small business owners um, have ADHD, which is interesting um, that their brain works that way. Mm-hmm. So that's those. Um, for anxiety, I think that there's a, a lot of factors. One of them, though, like the most recent Minnesota school survey, you, you guys take that, right? For 8th, 9th, so, and yes. 11th grade or something, mm-hmm. said that like more than half of all Minnesota students reported that they had experienced something called an ACE. Have you heard of that before? I have not. Okay. What it means is it's an adverse childhood experience, mm-hmm. um, which is things like physical abuse or sexual abuse or neglect. Like that's what those are. And so more than half of all the 8th, 9th, and 11th graders have experienced those. So that's going to cause maybe like some trauma symptom anxiety mm-hmm. because there's just a, such a high prevalence. Um, and then depression, it's just like a perfect storm. Yeah. All your hormones are working, like yep. the social life is hard. Um, you're trying to figure out, like, who the heck am I? How do I fit into this? There's just so many things. And, and bullying, right? Yeah. Ugh. On everything, like social media and not on social media. Th- those yeah. things definitely contribute. And I think that those teenage years, because there's so much change occurring for you for you all and mm-hmm. us when we were not <laughs> not our old adult selves, um, it just contributes that much more. Yeah. Uh, can I say something? Yeah, I feel like our school, there isn't a lot of very up, like face-to-face bullying. It's more social mm-hmm. media bullying. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's kind of bad because yeah. like, yeah. sometimes people use social media as an escape from reality. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. like just, right. they just want to watch YouTube videos all day and, I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like bullying here isn't really like a more, it's more of a, through, um, what is that called? Social media. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> more through social media yeah. than anything. I see where you're coming from because like social media definitely is an outlet for so many people for so many different ways. Like TikTok, mm-hmm. it's a huge outlet for kids nowadays. We just lay in bed and watch it <laughs> for hours. But there's also people who like stream video games so other people can watch them. Mm-hmm. But then um, you always run the risk of like people hiding behind a screen and um, confronting them face to face will never work because they'll always say nine times out of 10, they'll always say, oh, I never said that. Like, I don't know who you got mm-hmm. that from. But then behind the screen, it's just like this new, different person that you've never met before. So I yeah. agree with Teresa. Definitely at our school, there's not there's not a lot of face-to-face bullying. You'd really have to get somebody fired up, I believe, to get face-to-face mm-hmm. bullying. But um, a lot of the background social media bullying is it's sometimes a lot to handle. Yeah. And I think it might almost be worse because you can't escape social media. Like yeah. if you're getting picked on at school, like you can go home. You have mm-hmm. a different place. But your phone carries your social media everywhere you go yep. in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to get get through to like, it's hard. Yeah. It's just hard nowadays. Um, so my next question is, um, why do you think that most kids hide their feelings or their mental illnesses, Teresa? Um, why do people, I feel, well, okay. So many feel like they hold on okay i'm trying to think no here. you're fine um they feel embarrassed i feel like and they think that mental illness is a sign of weakness towards them me personally i feel like i've never been that one i don't, I don't know how to say i don't mean it in a like a bad way but i've never been like that sad person in a way mm-hmm. i was always happy and stuff and just like 
I feel like showing your true, like, how you truly feel is just going to make you feel, like, it's going to, you're going to feel like everyone feels sorry for you, and you don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it's really hard to come to school with a smile, but, you know, you just got to fake it sometimes just to get throughout the day because yeah. I hate when people ask me how I'm feeling. I personally hate, I hate talking about feelings. Yeah. I think feelings are so scary. <laughs> and I think that is with a lot of students because, mm-hmm. like, our school social worker, uh-uh. It takes me so long to even say one thing. And I just feel like a lot of students are like that because we're just so used to texting. Yeah. Feelings are better through text. I think it. Yeah, are absolutely. Face to face. No. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely see where you're coming from because um, there's definitely been days where I would walk into school and then teachers would ask me, they'd be like, how are you doing today? And I'm like, <sighs> So then it just, I put on this facade and I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. I, I woke up a little late, so I was a little stressful, but other than that, I'm doing good. And so, um, there's a lot of days where you can tell when you know a person, when you've known them long enough, you can tell when they're playing their alter ego, um, because they don't want people to ask them questions. And, um, like Teresa said, um, a lot of people do think that it's embarrassing to admit that they've got a mental illness, um, especially for guys, because there's always been the stigma that, well, guys can't show mental illness because it makes them less masculine. Mm-hmm. But that fact is that a lot of people suffer from mental illnesses, no matter who you, who you identify as. So um, it shouldn't really be a deciding factor in masculinity and all of that stuff. So it's definitely hard to open up about stuff like that. Tori, what is... Your opinion on that? I agree with Teresa. I think there's a lot of shame. A lot of people feel like there must be something wrong with them that they have a mental illness. And and kind of like an analogy I like to use with that is if you had a broken arm, you would go fix it, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're depressed, let's treat it. Let's help you get back on track. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. But I also, (laughs) I feel like I love that analogy. I think it's a really good one. But there's also people who are like, well, I don't want to like be a burden to other people. Mm. But in reality, I've had people tell me that before where I'm trying to like calm them down and just like hear them out. I like to listen to people rather than talk because I don't want to drown them out. But a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to burden you. And I'm like, I would rather you Mm. spill all your problems onto me than not tell me anything and have me constantly worry about you. Um, So I think there comes to a point where people talk about their mental health like they i don't know how to put this in the nicest way possible but not that they're seeking for attention but they know that if they say something people are going to be asking them all the time like how are you like i just feel like some people i don't know i don't know if that's really mean to say in a way Mm -hmm. it's just like not saying that they're asking for it but i feel like they like they rather get the attention than actually get the help that yeah Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes I think that comes down to people maybe not knowing how to ask for help because like yeah. say say I grew up in a family and there's like obviously mental illness I can see it there's something off I'm experiencing it in order for me to be the one to say like I'm going to be the one to say I want to go to therapy I want to get some help mm-hmm. that's hard because it feels like in some ways to people they're rejecting their family culture by saying I don't want to live this way I don't want to feel this way Mm-hmm. And I think two people get scared. They think that the therapists are like mean, which is <laughs> hilarious. Because if we were mean and judgmental, we would be super bad at our jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just want to help. Yeah. I think that's how I feel. I'm um, scared to like tell my family how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they listen to this podcast, they're going to be like, oh, Teresa. I'm going to be like, hey, <laughs> it's me. Eh. 
So, yeah. You sat in the same room as a therapist and you lived. Like, you made it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you both kind of answered the next question, which was, why do you think people are afraid to get help? Um, do you guys want to add anything else onto that? I, I can say why I'm scared to mm-hmm. get help. I, like I said before, I think feelings are weird for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I would ever have to go to therapy, it would take like 10 sessions just to open up like one little thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this school, I personally feel like this school has very great teachers that like I have definitely grown close to. Um, mm-hmm. And like some students think that like, it's weird that you talk. I'm just like, I feel more comfortable talking to them than I do to family personally. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they help me a lot more than actually other people. And I don't know. I really do appreciate a lot of the teachers here. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the school is like my second family. That's the yeah. literally the only reason why I come to school. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. Teachers are not just there to give you homework. They want to see you succeed in life. And I feel like a lot of them are noticing that this year, definitely. Because you can see, like, teachers are just, like, really, like, you're actually worried about your mental health. Like, that's, it's different seeing it from teachers now. But I feel like Mm -hmm. they're getting the hang of it. They're just asking how we are most of the time. They're they're telling us how they feel, too. I'm just like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and for the record, in defense of all therapists around the world, like, we're used to people taking time. Because it's totally a weird concept to be like, I'm going to walk into your office in this building I've never been in. And you're a stranger. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you every sad <laughs> and anxious and lonely and, you know, hurting heart thought I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Ready, go. I mean, it happens, but that's so rare that we're pretty used to, like, the first stage of treatment is just, like, having you sit in my office and feel calm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and be able to talk about, like, this is what I want to be different. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also feel that kind of the first step to getting help is kind of realizing that you need the help and realizing that you are not okay as you thought because if you're if um you have depression but you say that you don't have depression you're kind of just letting everything bottle up and then you're just kind of waiting for it to explode and then that's when people are gonna ask you what's wrong Mm -hmm. and everything like that and that's when you're gonna feel pressured to kind of like open up to people and talk about everything so um sunshine that's me right now you definitely just said you <laughs> defined Teresa right there. <laughs> and I'm okay with that, I guess. Hey. Well, um, that kind of concludes the actual talking portion of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, like the conversation part. But um, So now we're going to move on to the Teen Word of the Week, which I really enjoy because um, I just really enjoy it. Anyways, so um, the Teen Word of the Week is Icon, added yours truly by Teresa. Yes. Teresa yes. really liked this word. So, um, Tori, I'm going to ask you first because <laughs> it's always fun to see the adults the adults um, envision what this word means. Mm. So, what do you think the word icon means? Oh, Lord. So, I <laughs> tend to think of somebody that you want to be like. Somebody that you think is pretty good. And, well, very good, probably. And that you wouldn't mind modeling your life after. That's what I think. That's a pretty good answer. That is definitely wrong from what I was thinking. Oh, what were you well. thinking? <laughs> I well, could be wrong. It's very possible. <laughs> well, I say icon because I like to hype people up with that. It just makes them feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I comment on, like, everyone's TikTok videos. And they'll do, like, a dance. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's so mm-hmm. iconic. Like, I love it. And love it. I think icon for me is a hype board. Like, I want to get that tatted on my lip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. 
I, I really do. Uh, well, I definitely think both of you were right because not saying that my definition is like spot on, but I had put when someone does something that is recognizable, so they are an icon and then like a sentence, your outfit was awesome today. You're such an icon. <laughs> so like that's, that's definitely where it comes from. I use it as a hype word a lot, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, Moving on to the final portion of the podcast, which is the music recommendation. For me, I have been obsessed with Whitney Houston lately, and her song, I Have Nothing, has really been on repeat. I had my Alexa play it over, I think, five times today while my mom was working in the next room next to me. So, um, mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but it's probably going to happen again. Uh, anyways, Tori, what is, um, what's a song that's stuck in your head recently? Well, I want to say like a cool song, like <laughs> Wonderwall, like I love that one. It's cool. It's usually in my head. But I have a two-year-old who is in love with The Lion King. I'm talking, we watched Lion King one, one and a half, two, also the live action and The Lion Guard. I didn't know there were this many lions. So if I'm telling the truth about the song I think about the most of it, it is like a dead tie between mm-hmm. Hakuna Matata <laughs> and... What is the one at the beginning? I can't remember. Do you guys, you're young. Oh, it was like the when um, they the the one at the Pride circle Rock. of life. Yep. That is mm-hmm. the yeah. That's my yeah. my life these days with a young person in my house. Mm. There's this this is my music geek coming out anyways. But um, there's this awesome video of the Broadway the live Broadway production mm-hmm. of um, them singing Circle of Life, and there's also a video of the cast from Lion King Australia, I believe, on an airplane singing really cool you should check it out i bet she would like jump up down and scream because she talks about like mufasa and like all the time i got goosebumps and i started crying because it was that good so (laughs) teresa what's your (laughs) anyways he's emotional it's okay oh yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) what's the song that's been stuck in your head okay it depends what mood i'm in so like when i'm driving around and i'm like sad i will play you say by Lauren Lauren Daigle. That's yes. such a good one. See, I know the song, I just don't know the artist. <laughs> like, I'll sing it and I'll, like, scream it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love that song. As you should. But then if I want to be hyped up, I will play WAP. Not the W-A-P, the <sighs> W-O-P one. <laughs> the W-O-P one. It's very, it, it get really, hyped. like, after I'm done crying, I, like, play it before I go home, you know. <laughs> just so I look happy. I really yeah. like that song. And um, Money by Cardi B. So. Ooh, those, those are good songs. Yeah. I have well, a different playlist. Um, that brings us to the end of the episode. So, Tori and Teresa, thank you for being on the episode tonight. It was really fun to talk to you guys. Yeah, thanks for having mm-hmm. us, Sunshine. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, we will catch you next week on the next episode of Teen Talk. Thanks for listening. We would like your feedback. Visit the link at bit.ly forward slash teen talk to give us your thoughts and opinions on our future episodes. The opinions expressed in the Teen Talk podcast are unscripted and do not reflect the views of St. James Public Schools. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, everyone.